Hello, everybody. This is the Fat and Weak Podcast, where I'm Daniel. And I'm Russell, and it is Tuesday, and we were right on recording time. Yes, we were. Hey, so we went to uh, uh, Sam's Club yesterday. <laughs> yes, that was your first experience, right? Well, it was a second experience, because I, I used to go to with a friend named Derek to Sam's Club when I was going to MSSU. Okay, but this so but you went and got a uh, subscription or a membership, I guess it's called, and so we went shopping yesterday to get some meat. And what'd you think? I thought it was amazing. Like it, like the it's meat, like the meat superstore. <laughs> yeah, the meat there is like like two inches thick. And yeah, and it was really it was cheaper than what we've been spending. And and you know trying to go keto and low. Carb um, meat is one of the expenses you have with that. Protein's expensive. Yeah, and what was crazy is that usually we spend like five hundred dollars at Walmart, and we spent like three hundred dollars and, and got just a ton of stuff. Now we still got to go. You know, there's there are some limitations there. I went to look for a few things that they just didn't have. I guess you got to go to regular Walmart. But if uh, if it's something you're going to buy in bulk, um, they have it. Right, and so uh, we got quite a few uh, items. We got we got steaks, and we got ribs, and we got pork chops. And yeah, the got, pork chops are huge. Yeah, like, they're huge, like an inch thick pork chops, and got uh, I think ten pounds of hamburger, and uh, and then we got some cheese, and like I think about fifty eggs, <laughs> a couple gallons of milk. So we're um we we're, we're loaded, but we also decided as we were getting ready to leave, like. You know, we have a side-by-side fridge with the small side being the freezer. Plus, we bought a bunch of frozen vegetables and stuff to steam. So, we were like, what are we... We're going to have to eat all this tonight or something. Because we ain't got no room in the fridge for all this stuff. Yeah. And then you turn the corner and saw... Um, a chest freezer. A chest freezer. Which we've been talking about getting anyway. And we've been searching. And we, we called... What was it? Uh... Last week, we called probably five or six different businesses from Lowe's and Sears, uh, Sears and just all these places, Best Buy. Best and, and there wasn't one, unless you wanted to get like a really high end and spend a grand or more, there just wasn't any. It was like toilet paper in March, man. You just couldn't find any, right? And so we turned and they had these, they were only five cubic foot, but we didn't need much, Yeah. right? And on the outside, they looked pretty tiny, but... Uh, when you open it up, you're like, oh, this thing's deep and it's got lots of room and plenty for us, especially if you're going shopping every couple weeks, right? And yeah, so, it's not like we're trying to put a deer in it. Yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't get it. It'd be a small deer if yeah. you wanted to get in there and you'd have to share with some friends and probably eat a little bit that night. Um, however, um, there's one part of this trip that would have been great if we'd had a YouTube channel instead of a podcast. Yeah. Could you imagine a film crew watching us trying to load that deep freeze in our honda and toyota okay little cars uh, honda accord toyota camry and uh, not a pickup between us but we had we bought it we took it on faith we're like you know we're just eyeballing it i bet you we could get that in the trunk of one of them yeah plus it was so cheap yeah it it's like, like we're not gonna wait to come back and find their sold out yeah because it's only like 160 bucks yeah and I was, like everywhere else was like 300 400 Yeah, even on Amazon, we couldn't find one that cheap to be delivered, right? So we're like, we're going to get this, right? And <laughs> so, so we, we, we picked it up. We tried to get it in your trunk. No go. Tried to get it in your back seat. No, no go. go. Then we pulled our, my, my car around and we tried my 
trunk to see if uh, maybe a Honda was better than a Toyota, but nope, nope, did not work. Um, and then um, some teamwork, and I got, you know, I wonder if it's smaller inside this box. There's probably a lot of packaging. So we, right there in the parking lot, we cut it open and took it out of the box and then tried to get it in my trunk and no go. Tried to get it in your trunk and no, no go. But then you're just, I was about ready to just give up. I'm like, okay, we're just gonna have to go buy straps and, you know, like strap this thing to the back of the car or something. Um, you're like, you know, it's smaller now. Let's try it in my back seat one more time. And we did. And it is home. Yeah, it fit and, perfectly. Uh, then we, uh, what was our second problem? We got home, we started unloading all the groceries, and then we realized the instructions said, do not plug this thing in for 12 or 24 hours or something after it's been laying on its side. So we had to play Tetris with our old freezer, throw out some stuff that was still good, but stuff will probably never eat because if it's still in there that long we haven't eaten we're probably not going to eat it so we took it out and we were able to get everything in our freezer after all although all those products needed to be friendly because they are in there tight together um, but today we'll be able to use the freezer and uh, it's going to be amazing so that was a good buy that was a win yeah and what's crazy is like how cheap everything was there like I would recommend buying the, getting a membership at Sam's Club. How much was the membership? Like forty five. Um, you get you can get one for forty five, but I got the hundred dollar one where I get free tire, um, repair and get, um, I think five back five percent back on everything I get. Okay. And so like it's yeah. yeah. It's I noticed really nice. uh, I noticed gas there was about fifteen cents a gallon cheaper than around town as well. Yeah, and you get a discount for being a Sam's Club member. Yeah. So um, I haven't been to a Sam's Club since, my goodness, probably 15 years ago. So um, COVID has really changed things. I remember when I went to Sam's Club years ago, around every turn there was somebody giving away free samples of something. I mean, you could take your family to Sam's Club and have dinner for free just on the samples, you know, if you played it right. Yeah. Um, but uh, COVID's kind of changed things. All the free stuff like that's not there no more. The They have a little uh, place you can sit down and eat, but it's only to go now. You can't actually sit down and eat. So so the COVID world has is, is changed some things, but the deals were still there. Now, I also noticed that uh, they have some pretty decent and cheap clothing up to 2X. So um, this uh, Fat and Week podcast and Journey needs to take us down a few sizes before we can uh, enjoy that perk, but it's there. It's there. So uh, talking about losing weight, um, for today's uh, uh, podcast, I wanted to take you through a little exercise. Now this is an exercise on, um, if you're familiar with Simon Sinek or any of the stuff or you're in the business world or self um, improvement or development, personal development, you kind of know, have heard about, you know, find your why. Yeah, you know, I've heard about know it. Know your why. I mean, it's one of the biggest TED Talks in history, Simon Sinek, right? So everybody seems to have heard that. So I got to thinking, what does it look like to find, how does your why influence health and, and weight loss journey? So I did, was just kind of checking that out and trying to see if there was any articles or anything. And, and uh, I ran across, um, 
just one little exercise that was on uh, some personal coaches and because I'm using it I'll, I'll give them a shout out it's ryanandalex.com r y a n a n d a l e x.com they've got other resources on there but one thing they said is finding your why to live healthy um, they give this little five step uh, uh, tip or exercise and so I thought it'd be fun to take you through it now to do it right, you would probably want to take some time. So I got a question. Uh-oh. Already? So when it comes to your why, like I understand um, like it's supposed to be the main thing you're like shooting for. But do you have to have a, a why for every different thing? See, that's where this is probably a little different than where I would have went. And what I've been, I understand about the why and what Simon Sinek would teach about the why. So some people think, you know, you have your why for your health and then you have your why for your business and then you have a why for your relationships and whatever. Um, and so you got to find your why for that. Now, I think Simon Sinek would say that there's one why and everything, it's an umbrella over all those things and all the different parts of your life will need to fit your why for you to have peace and contentment. Right. And some people change their my why has changed over time. And you hear that. I think Simon Sinek would say that your why rarely changes. It's it's your big thing. And if if it is changing or you do find your why is a little different, depending on the context, then I think he would probably say you haven't really found your why yet. It's you, you've found elements, you found hints of it and shadows of it. But until you find the why, you'll know you find the why when it covers, it fits all that stuff. And that, and it's really, when you really find it, it'll come down to a very simple statement that everything so, fit in. So there, is there a difference between like a mission statement and having your why? Because I feel like if it'd be, like if you have different like stages in your life where you have a mission statement for getting healthy or a mission statement of doing your business, like is there difference between the why of the umbrella and then under there's your mission statement for different things yeah I think a why is a lot like a mission statement um, I'm sure there I would have to kind of see what I'm sure Simon Sinek has answered this question before and I'd have to look it up to kind of see what his thoughts are on that um, but I think uh, mission the difference between a mission statement is you do have mission statements for different. So if, if you're the owner of a business, your business has a mission statement. You personally have a different mission statement for yourself. Because um, you have like... Um, your church has a mission statement. Like, like the owner of Tesla, Elon Musk has like... He has um, Tesla and then SpaceX and all these things, but they're still under the umbrella of his why... And see, I'd say, I'd say each of his company probably has a mission statement, but they all are in congruence with his personal why, which his why is what? To save save the planet, right? Save the planet or leave the planet. Yeah, save or leave the planet. And that covers, so um, one is, so I'm sure the why of like uh, SpaceX is um, safe travel, safe and sustainable travel to outer space. Um, and I'm sure the, uh, the his batteries ones is you know uh, renewable energy that doesn't threaten the planet and stuff like that. But all those mission statements fit under his why of either save or leave the planet, right? Yeah. 
So that I could see a why being even bigger than a mission or vision statement. Um, uh, but it's all kind of similar exercises. So like trying to like me personally trying to find my why it's um, it was really I've really adopted a why that uh, team I used to work with kind of came up with. And uh, it was just such an amazing, powerful statement that I kind of just adopted as my why. And I haven't found anything that uh, would fit better right now. And so I wish I'd came up with it on my own, but it was definitely a team effort. And I think one member of our team came up with it and everybody recognized at the moment how powerful it was. And it was just to um, create value and change lives. That's why, and I was like, oh my gosh, that covers ministry, that covers health, that covers finances, that covers pretty much everything you do. If it's not creating value and changing lives, what's the point? Why, why invest any more in it, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, for finding my why for living healthy, you know, create value. So are the things I'm doing um, creating a value or are they just passing time? You know, is it going to be long term or is it just a short term thing? Um, so that's why a fad diet wouldn't fit my why. It's not changing lives and it's not really creating any value. Right. So changing the lifestyle is creating value and yeah. a lifestyle change into the healthy and finding ways to sustain it through uh, psychology and physiology and uh, culture all would work towards changing my life, not only my life, but I also recognize that over 400 pounds, if I change my life, it's gonna inspire others to change their life. That story is gonna be helpful, right? So, um, so that is kind of how a why can cover many areas. So in this exercise I'm gonna do for you to find your why, and you may, if you were gonna say what your why is right now, what do you think you would come up with on the spot if you were, like right now, three, two, one, go. I think there it is. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I I think my why, I kind of, I kind of always had the definite. What I'm motivated by most is being able to give. Um, do the stuff you don't want to do now, so you can give. Like what? Um, give. So much, it's unrational irrationally give that much yeah and i've heard you say that and if i simplify that say to be an irrational giver right so and, and that's good and we may already have your why but for the sake of our listeners let's go through this this exercise so if they don't have their why maybe this example give them a, a, a prompt to find theirs right and so but i like that You're, you have always i mean clear back to junior high you've had the dream of, of making enough money or creating enough uh, resources to overwhelmingly solve problems, right? Mm -hmm. Financial problems. You don't, you, you're like, I don't want to give the kid that needs a bike a bike. I wanna give the kid that needs a bike something that will help him go on and give a million people bikes beyond that. Yeah, like right. I, my my thing is like, and you don't have to have money to do it, but like, well, irrationally, and this is probably from Christianity, but like, if I was gonna, if I was gonna buy, um, kind of like if you're gonna go out the store and you thought about, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and get me new, um, 
um, new couches, new furniture, all that stuff, all the nine yards. And then I found that someone else needed it. What I would do, I would keep my old stuff and give all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you would. And I know that comes from the heart. I know that's true. That if you 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 would max your stuff out to, to, to get their house set up and then go back to your 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 milk crate in tables and wicker old wicker uh, garage sale chairs, right? Um, and you would be totally content with that. You would that would bring you joy, right? And you've always wanted you've always wanted to leave a, a a tip to a waitress bigger than the cost of the meal itself. You that that's kind of said. You always wanted to be able to pay for your groceries and then leave enough money with the cashier to pay for the next 10 people behind you. That That's just kind of where you find joy and you want, and, and where when you're down, it's because you can't do that for people, right? Um, and so yeah. how how would that why fit in, you think, with getting healthy? The, the more healthy you are, the more apt you're going to be able to pursue the things that will lead to that coming true or what? Yeah, it's going to lead more to me having motivation and energy to do the things that would give me the opportunity to, to follow give. your passions and, and build them. Also, like you said, it doesn't have to be money, but if you can inspire people, like if you getting healthy leads to a thousand other people getting healthy, that's being an irrational giver. Yeah. You yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's amazing. So um, like I said, this, they recommend on Alec, uh, Ryan and Alex.com on this exercise called Find Your Why to Living Healthy. They recommend this This would take time and away from everything. You'd have to really think it through. But we're going to kind of do it on the fast track since we're kind of recording and, and probably 30 minutes of silence while you think about it is probably not going to be good for podcast ratings. Yeah. Um, so uh, it starts with a pro and con list. So. Um, if you're going to write down the pros and cons to getting healthy or living the healthy lifestyle, what are some pros and cons that come to mind? And I'll write them down so you can just think. So what, what are the pros and cons to getting healthy? The pros to getting healthy is you have more energy. You kind of get rid of the, the body shaming of yourself. You don't feel as ashamed walking into a a group of people and thinking all they're thinking is I'm fat, stuff like that. Self confidence, I would say. Okay. Um, being being able to enjoy, enjoy and find new foods, okay. and, and not stick with the same ones you've been eating your whole life. Um, let's see. Just becoming more inversed of how your body works and what are the good things to help your body um, being able to go and not be limited by your body oh that's a good one because because I, I don't like the idea of my body being able to tell me no when I want to do something. Right. Like like we talked about before, planning a vacation, and all of a sudden you scratch all the things off the list that are physically demanding, right? And so now you're left with stuff where you just go and sit and visit and read and ride stuff that does the work for you. Yeah. Right. So you're not, yeah, you, not that you would want to 
uh, climb a mountain, but you hate the fact that it's auto an automatic no because you can't, right? Yeah. Um, being able to wake up and not feel groggy. Mm. <laughs> wake up with energy. And then, let's see. Inspiring people to become healthy. Be an inspiration. Now the cons. And they said that the con list is easy to come up with and it's usually three times as long. <laughs> now, the con list is I'm going to have to change pretty much everything in my life. Change. From top to bottom, there's, <laughs> there's not one thing that's not going to have to be changed. So overwhelming? Yeah. What else? Um, giving up foods that I like. There's, there's no more comfort food. Okay. No eating for comfort. Yeah, like yesterday. I don't know if you had that feeling of like, so I just went to Sam's Club, did all this stuff. I'm kind of emotionally drained I guess you yeah say, so or... let's hit a drive through on the way home and get some fast food yeah so I can so I can have the comfort of having being physically demanding and now I can hit myself with this comfort food to counteract me being yeah I was I was uh in in one part saved <laughs> from my own uh, uh self-defeating behavior because I ordered a regular Dr. Pepper um just because I don't like hardly any diet sodas. And I was in the line and I just ordered my trigger, Dr. Pepper. And so got home and so your mom ordered a diet Pepsi, which she really hates, but it's the only diet they had. And so when she got home, she got out of the car and she instantly walked over the trash can and threw her drink away. Well, guess what drink she accidentally threw away? <laughs> your drink. Yeah. So then I think I have my Dr. Pepper and I go take a drink and it's diet Pepsi. So yeah. it got thrown away because that's nasty. So I got saved from my Dr. Pepper. Um, I'm assuming by accident. I don't think there was any passive aggressiveness there. Uh, I'm going to assume she thought it was her drink and threw it away. But either way, it saved me about 300 calories. So so that's good. And, and uh, uh, like you said, a poor decision based upon a very draining couple hours shopping. Yeah, and it's really it's really hard to get yourself out of the mindset of eating for comfort. Well, and like we were joking in the store, it's like go heading back to the back. How come the healthy stuff's clear to the back, but you got to walk through an ocean of peanut M and M's to get there? <laughs> you probably don't. You just notice it. That's what I notice. I mean, end of the aisle, up front, huge jar, sixty-two ounce jars of. My favorite peanut M&M's, followed by Twizzlers, followed by Hershey's. See, I don't have that problem. I don't like any of that. Like, I didn't see any chips there. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm look, thinking. I don't really remember seeing many chips either. Um, I saw a lot of jerky, but it wasn't that much cheaper. But, yeah, um, I was very aware of peanut M&M's, um, and uh, it was really hard not to throw one in the car. But I didn't. We got out of there without anything unhealthy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. So, uh, change. The, so, the cons are change, overwhelm, giving up foods you like, no eating for comfort, uh, 
what else? At the start, um, working out's gonna really, really suck. Pain of working out. Um, you're gonna be sweating a lot from the start. Mm-hmm. Like Uncomfortable. Because when you start working out, like you're gonna be sore, you're gonna do all that kind of stuff, and you're gonna be very. If it's gonna feel like working out, it's controlling your life at the beginning. Yeah. What about time? Is that a con? Finding time to change a routine, yeah. get stuff worked in. Yeah, time. Because, like, working out usually takes an hour or an hour and a half, and then you have to prep all the food because mm. you're, you're not doing the drive-by and hitting everything you right. want. Learning, probably learning to cook in a lot of ways. Right, yeah, learning how to cook, learning how to make steak or how learn how to be a vegan or whatever thing you choose studying yeah all the different things you need to know it's crazy it's crazy once you become healthy you and i don't know if this is a con you feel like you have to be an expert all of a sudden in health oh yeah yeah it's always fun to be around a new vegan right yeah because <laughs> that's all they want to talk about or something new on health or somebody that started their new um business or whatever right you it's 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 your entire life in that moment, right? Until it becomes a lifestyle, it's your life. Yeah, and it's almost like, have you heard how bad sugar is? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you watch one of those documentaries, you're just like, that's all you want to talk about. And everybody's just like, go away, go away, right? But the, yeah, I remember years ago watching a documentary on hot dogs, and I swore I'd never eat another hot dog. And I, it probably lasted a few weeks, but pretty soon, yeah, I'm right back to eating hot dogs. And it's like that with any. I mean, Jamie Oliver did a thing on how chicken nuggets are made, and it'll make you sick, right? But you dip those little suckers in a, some some uh, sauce. sauce, and it's worth it every bite, right? Uh, no, it's not. No, you guys are listening to get healthy, so no bad thing. It's you don't want it. Don't try it. It's not good. <laughs> what else? We got any other things you'd have to overcome or that would be like, ugh. What are, what are the things that come to mind you're like, ugh, when you think, let's get healthy? This is, this is weird, but like, just chafing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our body works against us. Yeah, mine is, you know, sore feet, um, chafing, yeah, heat rashes under the arms, all that stuff is just true. Yep. And then, and just there's there's a lot of things you could go on and on about the cons because it's yeah, on and on and on. yeah. What about like socially, um, friends, different stuff like we were talking about. Sometimes your friends don't want to hear about your diet, or you feel like you're limiting. You get invited over. Well, kind of like we joked about, you know, Thanksgiving when you were vegan. You know, there's no way you could not hurt somebody's feelings by. You know, even if you weren't telling, being active about why you're not doing it, but just being silent and not eating, it still hurt feelings. Yeah. Right? And so social changes are painful. Um, oh, what about having to buy all new? I mean, it's fun. It's kind of a pro and con to have to buy a new wardrobe. But if you don't have it in your budget, financial costs, everybody jokes about, um, you know, if... Uh, if the government really wanted us to lose weight, they would pass laws that make cheeseburgers 10 bucks and salads a dollar instead of the 99 cent menu always being fattening stuff, right? Yeah. And so it's more expensive to eat well, right? 
yeah it's more yeah it's more expensive to eat well to an extent you can you can find ways to eat cheap healthy if you really try well and when your body completely converts you don't crave as much so i think um, even though the cheap stuff is cheap it also is doesn't last very long you meet more of it more often you know how many times have you eaten bad food and you're stuffed and two hours later you're looking for something to snack on yeah because but if you eat a good protein balanced meal um, like I went several months on one meal a day and was satisfied once I'd completely converted over to low carb and wasn't having those cravings and those insulin spikes right but there there's that transition period that is so hard to overcome that's why so many people quit and I think the the biggest thing for cons is you have to admit you have a problem Ooh. <laughs> because if you don't admit that you have a problem then you're not gonna continue the diet or getting healthy and I don't even like diet. like a lot of people a lot of the people will say when when you go on a diet that's what causes a lot of eating disorders yeah the die it <laughs> yeah because it because it makes you go into a deficit and when you go into a deficit and you're not doing it right, usually you get an unwanted craving and then you just, it's nose balls to where I can't do this anymore and then that craving gets yeah. stronger. And well, well, think when you're, have you ever been not even hungry, not even thinking about it, and a commercial pops up and now you're starving just from the suggestion? Mm -hmm. And I kind of think we do that to ourselves when we're dieting because I think when you're dieting, you're constantly thinking about food. Or you're constantly thinking about all the things you can't have. Yeah, so you're, the awareness of like a commercial popping in is with you every waking second when you're on a diet because everything's about the next meal, right, or negative what you're missing out on or your, your goal of being able to have again or grit and bear it till the next cheat day or anything, but everything is mindset and if you're focusing on it you're going to end up giving in because it's you have to you're going to you're going to fatigue at some point and you're going to have to medicate that anxiety right so when you're just gradually moving to a lifestyle that becomes an automatic habit there's well, habits don't bring anxiety because they just naturally happen anxiety comes when you have to make decisions and you have to go against your natural you have to say no to yourself and exercise discipline that's when anxiety comes and the longer you're in anxiety it's like a health meter in a video game like if you're in the war zone and the cloud it's ticking off the little thing and when it gets to zero you die that's kind of how it is with our diets and our anxiety is when we're in that state of anxiety our motivation is depleting until we're going to give in if we don't have systems in place to get us out of it quick or add to our meter so we can ex we can sustain it longer. Yeah, it's almost anxiety is almost like um, war zone with the with the cloud. I hope there's a lot of Xbox and, and uh, PS4 people listening, right, so they can know what we're talking about. <laughs> because like the cloud, Call of Duty, or war zone, whatever you want to say, you have the cloud that you know is there the whole time. And it doesn't ever become a problem until you forget about it. Or when you, yeah, you stay too long outside the boundary. Yeah. If you stayed within the boundary, it would never be an issue. But where, when you jump out of the airplane, where do you want to go? You always look, where's a good place to land outside the zone? Mm -hmm. Right? 
uh, and that we're all drawn to outside the zone and in our diets we're, we're drawn automatically to outside the zones and you have to do proper management and discipline to remain in the zone where there's safety and that yeah just like in the game just like in real life when you lose um uh, awareness of where you're supposed it, to be yeah you'll find that you've drifted where you shouldn't be and you usually don't have the resources mentally physically whatever to get back in the zone before you make a bad choice yeah, and there's not always a car to save you to get right. away <laughs> and that's that you know they, we, we can we can use the war zone analogy all day long but you know when you have a team you rarely get caught in the zone or outside the zone why because between the four of you somebody notices the clouds coming in like okay we need to get going but when you're playing singles and you're off by yourself you're camping or you're doing whatever trying to be safe and next thing you know you're like oops or you got distracted trying to loot and next thing you know you're overcome you got distracted by that cheeseburger and next thing you know you got overcome with a thousand calories Right. <laughs> okay, we're off target a little bit. So um, I'm sure if you had time to reflect, you could make both these lists a lot bigger. Right. So let's move on to step two. So now it says, so these next three steps is in the con. So it says, uh, cross out any of these that are just simply excuses. And it says, one way to tell if it's an excuse is if other people similar to you have been able to do it. If they can do it, then you can do it too it's you're just it's just an excuse for you not to do it so is any of these feel like an excuse to you um, change overwhelming giving up foods I like giving up foods I like. okay why is that an excuse probably because other people have done it and if you educate yourself on seasonings and stuff like and sauces like we talked about before really flavor is what you're after so even if something's healthy, as long as it tastes good, it'll satisfy you. Yeah. Right. So that's just an excuse. Okay, I'll cross that up. Um, no more eating for comfort. Pain of working out. Pain of working out is the excuse. Okay, why is that? Because um, millions of people every day get through it just fine? Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a complaint of the working out. Because once you get past working out and doing it it's not as painful the next yeah and, and really you can get to where the pain you actually kind of enjoy the pain because it gives you that feedback that man i did something unless you're hurting yourself yeah. right um just uh over just just the umbrella of being uncomfortable it's all new it's all a change it's all not really inspiring it's it's like discipline it's just uncomfortable right um time don't have time to do it Excuse? Yeah, it's an excuse. Yeah, because millions of people out there have the same 24 hours you do, right? So um, if you know, a, a single parent CEO of a billion-dollar company still finds time to work out, then you probably can, right? Yeah. Um, all the prep work, um, learning to cook. Excuses. Okay. Because you can learn to cook, and it's not that hard. And we live in a day and age where you don't even have to buy a book. You can just Google recipes, and it's right there. Right? Most of it's just supplying yourself to it. Okay. And it's uh, complaining that you have to do something. Yeah, you said studying um, to understand uh, about health and that kind of stuff. 
um, chafing. Excuse. Um, you think chafing's an excuse or a real obstacle? It's an obstacle. Op- I can't even say it. Obstacle. Obstacle. Yeah. But it's also a excuse because you can get over it. You can buy things. You can use powder and a whole bunch of stuff to. So you can manage it. Okay. Um, the social uh, costs of hurting other people's feelings, other people being uncomfortable around you, not getting invited to things as much because you're the vegan guy or you're the whatever. I think that's an excuse. Because what I found is most people aren't thinking of you at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We think other people just sit around and judge us all day long when in truth they were not even on their mind at the moment. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's more expensive. I, that's it's true. It's true, but it's a, it's manageable. It's manageable. Okay, so maybe not exactly an excuse. Uh, maybe that is a actual something you have to deal with. Um, admitting you have a problem, or the the mental blocks that come with changing your lifestyle. I don't think that I don't think that's an excuse. Okay, so so the next one is cross out anything that's fear um, or limitation based okay so anything that you said is a con but it's really you you're just afraid at some level or you have limiting beliefs about yourself that um, may or are probably not true right like the cooking one you're learning to cook if it's not an excuse it would probably fall in this category of you know I just feel like I could never learn that well that's a limiting belief and it's not true yeah. Right. Or it seems like there's, it seems like too much. That's more fear and anxiety. Right. Um, so what about, let's go back. So uh, change in general. That's, is that fear? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much fear because, you know, we, and, and it is a top fear when you list the things people are afraid of, you know, spiders, speaking in public, whatever. Change is always up there. Just people, it, we, some, a lot of times we would choose the, the life we have now over the unknown because we automatically assume it could get worse right instead of better and so change so but that is a limiting or fear-based con so um just the overwhelm the sense of overwhelm um is that fear-based or limiting i guess it would be kind of fear-based and limiting because it's you're overwhelmed because you don't think you can do something Right. And there's a way to get around it because overwhelm just means you're looking at too much. You know, where it just means you need to break it down into small enough steps that you can move. Right. It's like if you're um, stepping across a, a rope bridge or you're climbing a ladder, you know, some people can skip a, every other rung because they have that ability where others need an extra rung put in so they can take. But if there's enough rungs and the steps are small enough, pretty much anybody can climb a ladder. Yeah. Right? And so overwhelm just means you need more clarity and more strategy. So um, what do we got left? Um, no longer eating for comfort. So um, you is it is it a, so that is, to me, that's a fear. I have a fear that I can no longer enjoy my food. It's no longer, I, I'll never get that, um, a dopamine effect or whatever. Yeah, but like we said, there that comes really from that's triggered mostly by emotion, taste, and right. So you can get around. Yeah, uh, instead of emotions and um, and uh, sugar chemicals, 
you can still get that reward uh, feeling from retraining your tastes, right? Yeah. And experimenting with different things that you can look forward to, right? Uh, what about prep time and work? That's not really fear. That's a reality. It's going to take more effort. Um, but it might be limiting belief because uh, you can, if you, like if you prep once a week, it actually saves you time six days a week. Right. Yeah. And how many times would prep save you from eating bad in the morning if it was already ready or when you were really tired, if it was already ready instead of, oh, I don't feel like cooking, just order pizza. Yeah, so prepping could actually buy you time. Right. It takes a little time in the moment. Right. Uh, what about it's more expensive? That's not really limiting or fear because it's it's a truth. Um, it could be, I guess, limited a little bit because there's, like, when you're buying higher quality things, your body doesn't crave as much, and so it may not be completely true. Uh, it may be more expensive to buy, but you're buying less of it type thing. Well, not at the start. At the start, yeah. it's going to... Yeah. And then admitting I have a problem. Is that fall in fear or limitation-based thinking? Um, I think it's a little bit of both it it is fear in a sense, but it's also a, I guess it is fear. It's more of a hurdle, I would say. It's more of a truth that you have to admit you have to do something about it. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think, I don't think a lot of people have um, things they have, things they have to admit about themselves that they have a problem with isn't mostly is mostly built around fear but it's also built around um, I'm having to change my whole life and stuff like that yeah it seems too big yeah that probably keeps us from starting college and going for a degree or writing that book that we've always wanted to write there whenever we look at things in the macro it seems overwhelming right um, and so you really got to break down you know like re re writing a book yeah, I got to write 44,000 words. I'm not even going to start. But can I write 500 words a week? Oh, maybe. Even if that's too overwhelming, can I write 30 words today? Or, you know, 100 words today? Or something like that. And you just break it down. Right. So um, your other one, I'm not sure if we hit, was just studying. That's not really fear. That's more of an effort one, too. That kind of fits what we were just talking about. So the final thing you do with your con list is now you cross out anything that's false priorities. So a false priority would be anything that you put above getting healthy. Is there anything that really fits on the priority list above getting healthy? So if we look with what's left, is studying and all the hard work is avoiding that higher priority than getting healthy? No. No, it shouldn't be right. Um, the, the con of everything being more expensive. Well, how expensive is doctor's appointments when you don't take care of your health? Right? <laughs> is steak really more expensive than a hospital visit? No. No. Right. Um, admitting I have a problem is... Is it more important to protect 
yourself in that way of, of your pride and your your identity is that more important than your health no is it, would would you rather people would you rather be embarrassed or healthy healthy I guess I said that wrong. Would you rather avoid being embarrassed or would you rather be healthy? So would would you would you be willing to be embarrassed to be healthy? Well, I would rather be healthy, but it depends on the person. Yeah. Some people can't handle being embarrassed. Right. And so what they would say is now you went through that. Now, whatever's left on your con list right now are true barriers for you to focus on. You've gotten rid of tons of things. And so if we left that one on, really the only con left is admitting I have a problem. Right, that's the real barrier. And, and that would help you really focus on overcoming that. That's the real issue, right? And then we go over to the pro list and we just got one step. We cross out anything that's an extrinsic motivator. So an extrinsic motivator is anything that's on the outside of you that's giving you willpower because it says things outside of you aren't sustainable. It's in, it's the internal things that will get you to take that next step when all else has failed, that internal fortitude. So, so um, pros, energy, is that inside or outside motivator? Inside? Okay, I think so too. Um, Self-confidence and body shaming. If, if, if nobody outside was saying anything, would there be any body shaming? No. Okay. So. Uh, enjoy food better. It's internal. internal? Okay. Um, becoming knowledgeable about my body. I'd say that's external. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. But, okay, why do you say external? Because it's you have to learn it and you have to... Um, the process of learning is external. But once, you've not, once you know it, that knowledge is internal. Right? Okay, so we'll just leave that on the side for a moment. Um, pro not being limited by your own body. That's internal, right? Um, waking up with energy. That's internal. Be an inspiration. That's external. External. Okay. So, um, so what it would say, your your why is found in what's left. So your why for getting healthy then would be, um, I want to have, I want to have energy. I want to enjoy life without limitations. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty good why, right? So how would we put that? Um, I want to live a life of energy without physical or mental limitation. um, limitations. My why, to live a life of energy without physical or mental limitations. And I guess we put enjoy food better, so I have to actually live a life of energy and joy. To live a life of energy and joy 
without physical or mental limitations. And I think I would add also being able to live naturally. What do you mean naturally? Not, not to be living off of getting high on food or getting... Okay. Kind of like, I'm not, this is what I'm supposed to be naturally eating. I'm not supposed to be eating these huge portions of food. Right. So contentment. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, if you put some, be, be content with a life of energy and joy, not hampered by physical or mental limitations. So that's a great why. And I could see that kind of why also fitting other areas of life. Right. Yeah. That, that could be your, your financial goals would fit under that. Um, your social goals, business goals, whatever, would all kind of fit under that. So I think that was a great exercise. And so you found your why and you found your really your only limitation is mental, admitting I have a problem. What If I can admit I have a problem and I can focus on the life I want to pursue and energy and joy without limitations and what that would open up for me, I can I can use that to sur- to survive the initial onslaught that comes when you change your lifestyle, so and to get through it and be internally motivated to get there. So, I thought it was pretty good. Ex- what do you think of that exercise? You think that's something that'd be helpful for for people to create the why? And do you think having a why can help you stay on track? Um, I think a why can help you stay on track, and I, th- I think it's good to write down all the things you're holding you back so you can see the problem at face value because it seems like whenever we try to uh, try to think of all the things we're scared of or what we're going to do in our mind it becomes a like a huge monster yeah i think i think another uh key part of writing things down is when we hold them in our head they seem bigger than they are so it's like you ever heard somebody go i've tried everything and then you hand them a piece of paper and say, write down everything you've tried. And they can only write down two or three things. Mm-hmm. And then you like, you can write down 15 things that you can think of right off the bat they could have done. And like, okay, you tr- you didn't try everything. You tried You tried a couple things and convinced yourself it was everything. Right. And so it re- reality kind of comes to the rescue Um when you put things down on paper, right? Yeah, when you put it down on paper, you can find the things that are going to motivate you to move towards your why. And I think a why is only effective if you remember it. Right. So what do you think now that you have the why? Are, I mean, do you like this why or is it just kind of the why from this exercise but not you, nothing you're going to hang on to? Do you, well, you like that, this? Well, I think it's different because that's that's more of a mission statement i think because when you talk about when you say your why your why is not just looking at health it's looking at everything yeah it's looking at your life is looking at your um, relationships is looking at everything and you put that why under that umbrella so that's a little mini umbrella underneath my why of wanting, wanting to give extract or trying to give like no one else Right, and so even if we simplified this so it would be fit more categories, so to live a life of energy would bring joy, right? Mm-hmm. So you could even take the energy out and just put to live a life of joy, 
and without and we have physical or mental limitations but you you know you want to live it without financial limitations without you know whatever so you could just take that out and your why could literally just be to live a life of joy without limitation however you can even simplify it because a life of joy is one without limitations right so you could this really could just be to live a life of joy mm-hmm. and that would be your why and everything would fit it bring you joy to be able to be a philanthropist and give money to people and take care of problems and like this is and i like joy because most people would say happiness right. and happiness is in the happiness is in the moment joy is oh Joy is much bigger than happiness. Happiness is fleeting. Is that what you're going to say before I interrupted yeah. you? Yeah, because like, <laughs> because happiness is like eating a bag of chips and you're happy in that moment. Yeah, but, I'm happy, but it sure didn't create joy, did it? Yeah, because afterwards I'm ashamed and that, yeah. that act of happiness created shame. Right. And, like, and that's the difference that everybody's trying to chase happiness and no one's trying to chase joy. Yeah, and so happiness would be more a feeling. Right. Um, how would you describe joy if it wasn't not a feeling? A joy, is joy is. I think joy is more like you're in constant harmony with what you want to be. Yeah, because you know, thinking back to Christian history and and people being burned at the stake and just different stuff like that, or Roman Colosseums fed to lions, we hear stories of while they were being burned or while the lions were being released, they were singing songs and they had joy in knowing they were dying for a cause, right? But they certainly weren't happy, (laughs) all right? Not happy that I'm going to be devoured right now, but I can have a sense of joy in I've held to my integrity, I've held to my purpose, I'm leaving a message that matters, my legacy will live on, and I didn't end up a coward when it counted. Yeah, but, but what do you think of that? Living in constant harmony of what you want to be. Yeah, I think a life of congruence is where contentment and peace is found. When, and we always talk about that integrity is, is living the life that you say you live. And when people are looking and when they're not. Right? So you're the same person. And I think that is joy when... I think, like you said, the anxiety comes when you know in yourself there's a gap between what people think you are and what you are, right? And so the the more you can close that gap to who you are and what you are on the outside are the same person, uh, I think there's a lot of joy in that. Yeah, that's why like, you hear a whole, whole bunch of people like uh, whenever when everything got crazy, I just left and went to the country and started a farm or did something to where I, I went back to myself because they knew they weren't living the lifestyle that they were and they were all they felt was shame or pain and now they now they're congruent with what they know they are then they're more joyful and happy about what they're doing yeah absolutely yeah and I think that's why there's more content I don't know if there's more. I guess I couldn't prove that. But I've seen joyful poor people and miserable rich people. Right? 
Um, so it, it's got to be more than the things you have or the resources that, you, that are at your disposal. Um, joy is much bigger than that. You can be content, congruent, and have joy with little to nothing, right? And you can be completely miserable um, while you have everything. So, um, but that might be a different podcast topic. That's that's a big one. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, live a life of joy. Pretty good. So, um, like I said, if you were driving or whatever and you couldn't write any of that down, um, go to ryanandalex.com and they have an article on there, Find Your Why, and it'll walk you through these steps. Um, I think it was very helpful. I, I love these kind of coaching exercises um, because it really, anything that gets you to stop and think, and I love, I'm an analog person anyway. I've, I've got the iPhone, I've got the Apple Watch and all that, but I, there's just something about pen and paper that I just enjoy. And I know you do too. You you have you have a iPad, a nice iPad, you have a MacBook, you have the watch, you have all that stuff. And I see you constantly writing in notebooks. Well not I don't write in notebooks, but I, I write in the notebook style of my iPad Pro. Yeah, you, oh you got the Apple pencils, so you're writing. Yeah, you just there's something about writing it down like that that's just oh, different I or, think it connects writing. different in your brain and it's not as fun as typing for some reason it, it just feels it's not as fun to type yeah it's yeah. not as fun to type like when you had the apple pencil or pencil yeah. and you're writing it down it feels like you're yeah. doing something that can't be changed or is like, that why it's hard to get you to do another uh, article on your blog no I'm, just, I'm working <laughs> on it you're working on it real life real life so um but no we let's uh but remind them again the the blog is what um fat and weak podcast um dot com uh, no i think it's just fat and weak fat and weak and no no, no. okay we're, we're really messing up it's just fat week okay just fat f-a-t-w-e-a-k.com Wow, we really should have practiced that. All right, fatweek.com will get you to the blog that right now Daniel's writing. Three or four articles on there, but it's also a place where you can go to communicate with us. Also, if you go to our podcast on the Anchor app, um, anchor.fm, week, no, fat, sorry, messing up again, anchor.fm forward slash uh, fat dash and dash week.com there is a message button on there and if you will click that you will be able to record up to one minute of your voice asking us a question giving us an encouragement sharing something with us maybe fact checking something we said um, and if you'll do that it'll record that and it'll send us send it to our queue um, for the next time we put an episode together we can actually drag and drop that into our podcast and then engage with your your comment and so we invite you to do that. And uh, you can go to uh, Apple Store or Spotify or any of those places that you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. Um, five stars would be awesome. It would help other people get to uh, hear us and find out about us. And we would love to know some of your questions so that we know that we're giving, we're speaking on things that are of interest to you. Um, I know they're interesting to us. We like them, and we're hoping that there's people that will will uh, be like us and be interested in this thing. But but let us know for sure. So, any final words for this podcast? No, not today. All right. Well, then close us out. This is what 
This is the Fat and Weak Podcast. And you're who? Daniel. And I'm Russell. And we will catch you Thursday.